Welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, sponsored by Moda Fabrics. We have a terrific show filled with tips and tricks for you today. So let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Hi, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, sponsored by Moda Fabrics. The editors are taking over the show today, and we are so excited for what we have planned. So I'm starting off the show today with our American Patchwork and Quilting art director, Elizabeth Stumbo. Hello, everyone. Hi, and we are going to start off with one of our favorite segments, talking about products we love. All right, we have some really great products this month coming out in the issue um, to kind of give you a jumpstart on your Christmas shopping. So um, be sure to check out the issue for lots of great ideas, but we're here to give you a little preview of them. Yep, and that's the December issue, which just hit newsstands last week. So be sure to pick up a copy. So the very first one, um, we know that sampler quilts are really popular, and Joanna Figueroa came out with a beautiful book this year called Christmas Figs, and this is a sampler quilt that you can get started on now to have ready for the Christmas season. There's lots of great projects in the book um, besides the sampler quilt, so um, some really fun ideas, and you can get started on your sewing early. Which is perfect if you're starting this early to do a sampler quilt. That's right. And then speaking of making things, Lindsay, you made an advent calendar that we featured in this issue Mm -hmm. also, didn't you? Yeah, the... um I bought a little kit from Sweetwater Designs um, for an advent calendar, and they give you all the materials. So they have these cute little print-on labels that have the numbers 1 through 25. They include some of their own fabrics that they do for Moda and some canvas, and you sew them together in these little cute bags. And I just had a blast making it. Um, I already have it at home, and I can't wait to hang it up when Christmas comes. Such a cute idea. I think there's so many creative things you could put in the little pouches to gift people, gift cards, little notes little yeah just little stocking yeah fillers, i can't kind of. wait to fill it all right another great idea for someone in your life that is a quilter that is a fun idea would be to subscribe them to one of these box membership clubs so we are recommending the cotton cuts classic membership and what happens is you can fill out a questionnaire for this person online or for yourself and then every month they will receive a new shipment in the mail that is a mix of fabrics patterns and a few little sewing surprises very cute, and I love that it's curated for their style. So if you know that they really enjoy sewing with batiks, or they like novelty prints, or they like a certain style, you can just make sure they're always getting something that they love. Yep, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you don't have time to make a quilt for someone this season, we also have these beautiful throws from Moda Fabrics. And we are featuring one that has a beautiful scallop pattern on it from Bonnie and Camille. And it's just a beautiful red and white scallop throw and really pretty. Yeah, it's based off their fabric collection. So if you're a fan of their fabrics or you have quilts in your home made from all of these different designers' fabrics, it perfectly goes along with those. If you are looking for the perfect set of holiday cards to send out to the quilters in your life this year, um, we recommend this Christmas Sewing Assorted Box Note Card Set. Yeah, and you can buy them at places like Missouri Star. Yep. So just search for them. They have really great motifs on them that are kind of vintage themes. They have lots of cute sewing notions on them and also fun sayings. So, like, for example, the one that has a little vintage um, iron on it, it says, Press on, Christmas is here. So really <laughs> I love cute. it. 
Another great little stocking stuffer is a something like a magnetic pin cushion, which would be really fun to feature with, you know, some cute sewing pins. We especially love the one we're featuring in the December issue that's designed by Christopher Thompson. And it just says cut, sew, repeat in a black and white motif. And it's just a really cute thing you can slip in there with some cute pins. And we are featuring some really cute pins on this issue also. These are from Lori Holt. She is a designer. And they have really fun motifs like little bees and flowers. And what I love most about them is they come in a cute little plastic case that looks like a mason jar. Oh my gosh, so cute. So that'd be a great present to pair those two together. <laughs> Another thing that is trending right now are enamel pins. And we have some ones that we especially love that we featured in the issue, but there's all different kinds out there with different kinds of sewing themes. Um, one of my favorites is one that says, Life is Short by the Fabric. <laughs> and um, just I think those would be great present toppers to um, add to a bow or like embellish a gift tag with. But I think a lot of quilters in their life would have fun flaunting those pins. Yeah, it would be a great gift to buy in multiples if you have like a quilting guild or a group of ladies you get together with and sew. It would be fun to give one to everybody. So fun. And then also... Everyone can use a water bottle. So Absolutely. It's fun to flaunt that you're a sewer, and we have a really fun water bottle that we have featured from um, Patchwork Threads, and it is called the Ampersand Water Bottle, and once again, it has fun words on it like fabric and scissors, pins and needles and thread. So really great, and it comes in a couple different colors to choose from. Yes. A great gift to give, um, especially in December, to help your friends get ready, you know, for the new year is um, the Quilter's Date Keeper. Um, that's a C&T publishing book, but it is from Bonnie Hunter, and it just is a really beautiful way. It has features a lot of her quilts and is a way for you to keep track of, you know, birthdays and anniversaries, um, and it has some inspirational quotes and pretty photos. Um, it's just great to have uh, to start the new year off with. All right. If you're looking for even more ideas, please be sure to pick up the December issue of American Patchwork and Quilting, available on newsstands now. And there's all kinds of fun inspiration to help you with your holiday gift giving. Yep. And we will be linking all of the products we talked about today so you can shop right from our website in the show notes. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. Thank you. Okay, I am with Allison Gam now, who is the designer for Quilts and More magazine, and we are going to be talking about what's trending. Yes, so one of the big trends I'm seeing right now is just kind of more of a love for the craft and taking things slow. We are always so busy to get things done and have all these to-do lists and hustle and bustle and everyone's going a million miles per hour. Absolutely. So I've seen a lot of people, you know, sitting down and really taking time to hone in their craft. Yes. So the three main things we're going to talk about today are hand piecing and quilting, tackling curves, and some English paper piecing. Mm, I'm excited to hear. <laughs> so first on my list is uh, hand piecing and quilting. I've more seen uh, things or people doing more hand quilting than piecing, but it's still fun to see people can sit down and just take it anywhere. Um, I've seen a lot of big stitch quilting, so maybe people who aren't following kind of the perfect tiny stitches doing a little bit of big hand stitching, experimenting with different threads, and just kind of playing around and seeing what works for them. Yeah, it's so fun to see, and uh, hand quilting has been on my list of things to try for a long time now. I'm so inspired yeah. by seeing 
you know, the beautiful work everyone does. Yes. And, you know, yeah, whether you're doing it a more traditional method and really making tiny stitches, I think that's incredible. For those of us who probably have a little less patience, just doing a little bigger stitches and they don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Someone I've been really fascinated following is Susie Quilts because she has been big about doing big hand stitching and finishing her quilts kind of in that slower manner, which, again, is fun to really... What a nice finishing touch on your project. Yeah, and I love just taking, I mean, sometimes, I know, especially for me, when I get to the end of the project and it comes to the quilting part, I just want to get it over with as fast as I can (laughs) so I can enjoy the quilt. But I think it's special to really take time to slow down and spend a little more time with the top you worked so hard on. Yes, definitely. And it's good to, you know, if you want to try hand quilting, maybe do it on a smaller project because then it's less daunting that way. Absolutely. All right, so next on our list is curves, curve piecing. This topic scared me for so long until I finally tackled it, and I know it's kind of intimidating to a lot of people, but there are so many resources out there now to help you tackle those curves. And, yeah, just kind of taking it slow. Again, going back to kind of, you know, take your time. and That's probably the biggest tip when you're doing curves is to not race through it. Exactly. Um, But I have seen so many people tackling curves for the first time, and... I've only made a couple quilts with curves, and I still have to take it so slowly because I get so nervous about how they come <laughs> together. Um, but it's so fun to see people wanting and willing to really take that time to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives such a fun look on your quilts. Yeah, it's fun to, you know, we're so used to sewing with straight lines that yeah. throwing a curve in there can be kind of fun I know, sometimes. and it's amazing you can do it by machine, yes. <laughs> and it all works out. <laughs> Absolutely. So, there, you know, like I said, there are a ton of um, patterns out there and people making different things. One thing that I think is awesome, this product um, from Sharon of Color Girl Quilts has the classic curves ruler, and it's this template where you can put your rotary cutter in the grooves and cut your curves. So you don't necessarily need a template to practice that technique. Yep, and she has it for a lot of different sizes, and mm-hmm. she has the concave and the... The convex. The convex, yes. so you get both pieces yes, for your so curves. that's an awesome product to check out. Great. All right, our last trend for the for the episode is English paper piecing. Again, going back to a traditional method that people are kind of putting a new modern spin on, which I think is really fun, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what method you're doing it in. Um, hexagons are still very popular. I myself have like a box of hexagons that I just have, you know, near the couch and I just pick up and sew whenever I need a little, I need to keep myself busy. Yeah. Yep. Um, so of course there are so many people making amazing things with English paper piecing. One person I personally follow who I think makes really cute things is Sherry of, um, Tinkin Stitches. And she has these really cute fussy cut hexagon flowers you should check her out because her things are just so adorable and inspiring and it just makes me want to sit down and do some handwork. I love it. It's, I think, really great work. I mean, I think we've been seeing a lot of these taking it slow trends, especially during the summer because a lot of people are taking handwork with them as yes. they travel and they're spending more time outside. Um, do you think we'll see that continue? I mean, I I personally love doing handwork in the winter because it's nice to just, like, cozy up under a blanket and get out some handwork. Um you know, yes, it's great to do in the summer because you're always on the go and do a little bit here and there, but I think you can do it all year round. Yes, especially um, like with the hustle and bustle of the holidays, like just taking time to slow down and enjoy the process um, instead of just rushing through all of our to-do list, yes. which we know is going to get crazy soon. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks so much, Allison, for your trending report. We'll be back after this commercial break. Quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Use paint to create a larger-than-life chalkboard wall in your sewing space. You can use it to keep track of current project information and shopping lists. Bonus, batting scraps work perfectly as erasers. Get six issues of American Patchwork and Quilting a year delivered right to your door. Each issue is packed full of quilting patterns, how-to techniques, and tips and tricks from the editors and designers. And right now, we have a special deal for all of our podcast listeners. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash deal to subscribe and enter coupon code podcast at checkout to get 60% off your subscription. Find the link in our show notes. You don't want to miss out. Are you a good starter of projects but not the best finisher? Have you amassed a large collection of UFOs or unfinished objects? Join our private Facebook group to be supported by a community of quilters all working to finish their projects. Search for the American Patrick and Quilting UFO Challenge on Facebook to get started. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patrick and Quilting Podcast. So I stole Allison for another segment. Um, today is my birthday, so I am selfishly making part of this podcast all about me. Yes, as you should. <laughs> so Allison is going to do a little interview with me that I'm excited about. Yes. So on the top of our list, uh, tell us about your background and how you started working with the quilt group. Yeah, so I majored in magazine journalism, which my dad, of course, hated. Um, that's not something <laughs> normal people uh, decide to go into. Um, and I interned with Meredith Corporation all through college because um, it was right next to my college. Um, and after I graduated, I got hired at our scrapbooking publications. Um, and about a year after I started, the uh, scrapbooking magazines uh, closed. And so I was moved over to the quilting group, and um, I had no idea how to sew. Um, but I have now been with them for seven years. Yay, that's so exciting. <laughs> um, so you said you got into quilting from moving to scrapbooks into the quilting group. You know, obviously you had to learn that craft. What made you excited to dive right in? Yeah, so I think right after I started, we did a project um, in our group called The Easiest Quilt Ever. And everyone on staff had to make a quilt using 10-inch squares. It's so basic. You just sew them together. This was one of your first quilts too, right, yes. Alice? <laughs> um, so I was seriously so nervous about doing this in front of other people. So I would go home at night and I would bring our complete guide to quilting book home. And I would like read through all about like pressing tips and piecing tips. And like I would read the sewing machine manual because I did not want to mess anything <laughs> up. And then I would come in before work and I would sew um, my pieces together so no one would see me doing it. I was like so self-conscious um, and I did a lot of work with my seam ripper um, but I learned so many things just from making this basic quilt like you know like how to 
iron and press and how to pin. Just yeah. like really basic skills that I'm glad I kind of had to struggle through that first project. Yeah, so it's good to, good to get the basics down first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so here in our quilting group, you are the audience insights manager. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, that is a very fancy way of saying I do a little bit of everything. Um, so I uh, do things for our print publications. So I write all of our reader tips and products pages, um, which is very fun. Um, I also do like other random short articles. And then I also write the color options that appear online for all of our issues. So if you're making one of those patterns, I got to write that. Um, I also do everything online, everything digital. So um, our website, our social media, um, you've probably seen me and quite a few of our videos if you've watch those on our site. Um, and I also have a hand in our podcast that we're recording now. You're just um, a jack of all trades. <laughs> I know. I just kind of fell in everywhere. And I also um, have the pleasure of working with our woodworking and farming groups too. So not just quilting, um, all of the other kind of uh, specialty audiences. And I do a lot of like data <laughs> analysis um, so we can all make sure we're putting out the best content. So it's very fun. <laughs> Yes, it's fun to see all the different things you work on, not just for our group, but for others as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things you work on are the product pages for American Patchwork and Quilting. And so we always have a lot of great uh, products in the office. Are there any that you're loving right now or that are kind of tried and true products? Yeah, it's hard to pick favorites for this because yes. um, I try to only feature products we really, really love. But there's been two we featured this year that I think are really, really outstanding products. Um, one is the Magic Pressing Mat, which is a 100% wool pressing mat. Um, and it is, it's really lightweight. It's um, only 12 by 18, so you can kind of pick it up and carry it with you. And if you're somebody that does a lot of foundation piecing or you're going on quilt retreats and you want your own kind of pressing mat right there, mm -hmm. this is the perfect product. And I know, Allison, yes. you love the wool I was going to say, I'm going to jump on too. that bandwagon. I <laughs> love that product because right now I'm working on a quilt that's actually in the APQ December issue. has a lot of tiny pieces and I've been using my wool mat and it just makes the pieces lay so flat. It's amazing. So that's a double recommendation yes. right there. Um, and I also love um, a spray bottle from Me and My Stitches um, that you use for your spray starch. So I don't know about you, but when I use spray starch, you kind of like get globs of it or you get like it kind of puddled in one area and you have to use a lot of it and it's not always even. This spray bottle provides a really even mist for those uh, spray starches when you're applying it. So you waste less. It's, you know, not soaking wet in some parts. So those two products I'm excited about. And they're great products because you know you're going to use them every single time you sew. So you're definitely getting your money's worth. Absolutely. Um, so another one of the things you work on is dealing uh, kind of behind the scenes with our social media. Um, so what sort of exciting things do you have coming up? So if you are participating in our UFO challenge, we are getting ready for our fifth year starting in January. So that's not going anywhere. And if you've never joined before, um, you definitely should. There's been so many uh, just quilts that have been finished because of this challenge and friendships that are formed. Um, 
Also, we're having two quilt-alongs this year, which is a little different than we usually do, and we have really exciting things planned. It's We're doing a whole new different format for them, so um, we highly recommend you participate this year. Those are coming, and we're also, in January, doing a Quilts and More Stash Bash Instagram photo challenge that we hope really helps everyone take a new look at the fabrics they have, which I'm really excited to see everyone's photos. Um, and we're also doing a year-long bucket list in American Patchwork and Quilting, so you can check off some things that every quilter should do. Um, so lots of new things happening that we're super excited about. Yes, I can't wait to see everyone's contributions to those fun challenges. Yep. All right, so you've been quilting for seven years now so or so with the quilt group. Um, so do you have a favorite quilt you've made? Uh, yes. So a few years ago, I was part of the Splendid Sampler. Um, so I got to design one of the 100 blocks um, that eventually made it into a book. And when I started this project, um, I had not done a lot of different techniques. Um, so this project forced me to learn how to English paper piece, how to foundation piece, and I was doing a lot of embroidery, so I got really good at embroidery stitches. So it was just so fun to expand my skills in that way and be a part of this like group that was you know, making a book, and um, I used beautiful Betsy Chutchian fabrics, and she's one of my favorite designers, um, and I got it custom quilted. It's my only quilt I have custom quilted, so it's, like, really special to see that all come together. Yeah, and it's very beautiful. I love, <laughs> I love her quilt. Thank you. So, you know, you've tried different techniques. What do you enjoy most about the quilt-making process? Yeah, people are going to laugh at me when I say this, but it's binding. I know people hate binding. I don't know why. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the process, and I think it's just because you get to sit down with a quilt that's almost finished, mm -hmm. so you can snuggle under it. I always like just sitting down with a good movie, um, or I do a lot of um, the binding process when I'm traveling in the car, so it gives me something to do, and I just love sitting there, and like we talked about, taking it slow, yes. um, just kind of doing that hand stitching and seeing the quilt come together. Yeah, that's a very fun part of the process for yep. me, too. <laughs> um, so in your quilts, what colors do you tend to work with most, or what are you drawn to? Yeah, so I love black and white. Um, I use black and white in all of my quilts, whether as backgrounds or borders, um, but usually I let the black and white star in my quilts, and I do like a pop of color. Um, so right now I'm really drawn to like yellows and pinks, um, kind of like sunset color, like sunny yeah. sun sunset colors, um, and I just think they're so pretty, And um, but I'm sure like a year from now I'll have a new color I've moved on to, but right now everything in our house is black, white, and <laughs> yellow, and I'll, I'll add other colors yes. at some point. Black and white goes with everything. I know. It's <laughs> the fabrics I can't keep in, in my sewing room. I always am running out of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how can people um, keep in touch and connect with you on social media? Yeah, so I actually have a sewing blog called Happy Hour Stitches. You can find that at happyhourstitches.com, and all of my social media links are on there. I do use Facebook and Instagram pretty often, um, and always love to connect with people on there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you. <laughs> This
quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Cut leftover binding into one and a half inch long pieces and use them as leaders and enders. Hi, I'm Jody Sanders, group editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases to make a difference. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others who are in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You will make a difference with every pillowcase that you donate. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com slash million pillowcases. Join the annual American Patchwork and Quilting Quilt Along, along with thousands of other quilters. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash quiltalong to choose your favorite project and get the pattern. Then get sewing. Share photos of your progress on social media using the hashtag APQQuiltalong to join the fun. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. For this next segment, we're taking you from uh, something we recorded live from our one million pillowcase sew-in that we had a few weeks ago. So you will hear us live at the event. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's Lindsay. I am so excited. I'm coming to you live from our 2018 American Patchwork and Quilting One Million Pillowcase Sew-In. And I'm here with my coworker, Beth. Hello, this is Beth Peterson. So we just wanted to jump on quickly and do this little live segment from the event to share a little bit more about what we're doing, what charity, you know, what events we're doing for charity, and a little bit about the process. So Beth, why don't you tell us a little bit about the One Million Pillowcase Challenge? Yes, we started it in 2010, and we are trying to sew 1 million pillowcases for charity. So far, we are at about 775,000, so we're more than three-quarters of the way there, but we still have pillowcases to sew, and we've sewn, I mean, thousands, really. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. So this is our event this year. It's a little different. We're doing it assembly line style, so we have a bunch of people set up in our really fun conference core and it's so everybody has one station they're doing for two hours and they're just like doing that station so we have rollers we have ironers we have sewers sergers and finishers and then people that are folding and counting yeah and we'll post photos from the event and the show notes so you can kind of see how it's all set up it's so fun to see yes we have made 620 pillowcases so far and And, we are what we're halfway through halfway now. Through. We're five hours in. Yeah. So we're hoping to make about 1,500 pillowcases. I want to beat that, but I think we can do it. <laughs> so we're just so excited to, you know, just join you from live in the event. There's so much happening. I mean, we have, how many volunteers would you say throughout this whole event? We have about 40 per two-hour shift. That's so, a lot of people. Yeah. So there's five separate two-hour shifts. We have a 10-hour event. And so we have a bunch of people. We have our staffers, of course. We have some of our family members, friends, and then, of course, our super fantastic 
members of the quilting community that have come in to help us too. And it's been so fun to see. We've actually had quite a few mom-daughter duos come in to sew. So Beth's mom was here, um, is here still sewing, and um, quite a few other people came with their mothers, which is just so fun to see, um, you know, families sewing together. And if you, you come from a line of sewers, you know that it's really fun to get together and do that. Yes, we even had a mother-daughter duo from northern Minnesota drive down probably about six, seven hours, drive down to help us out today. So fun. So we're really excited to see all of that happening. And people are just helping each other out. And they're, you know, kind of just sharing jobs. And they're jumping in wherever they need to. And it's just really exciting to see and be a part of. And um, we're sewing until midnight tonight. So we have five hours left. Quite a, quite a ways to go. But we just ate dinner. And we're, like, ready to jump right in again. Yeah, we've got some tunes pumping. And we're going to make a bunch more pillowcases. So, Beth, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about where they can find information about the one million so or one million pillowcase um, and just you know we have free patterns we have a lot of great resources yes our website is allpeoplequilt.com slash million pillowcases and that's where you'll find the counter to see how many pillowcases we've made we've got a ton of resources there we've got over 70 free patterns we have a charity list if you're looking for places that you'd like to donate the pillowcases and also some participating shops and stuff where you can check and see if they have got any events going on in your area great to know so you should definitely check out that website um sew some pillowcases for charities we've donated to a lot of different ones in our community do you want to give a few examples beth Yes, we've given them to the Blank Children's Hospital. That's a really popular one. A lot of people sew for children's hospitals, and they always, always need pillowcases. And it's really fun. We even heard from one of our former coworkers. Her daughter was recently in the hospital, and she got a pillowcase. So she had sewn pillowcases with us in the past, and then she ended up getting one. That's amazing. Yeah. So we've also done Ronald McDonald House, kind of similar, you know, kids in hospitals. Um, the ones that we also really like that maybe people don't do as much are hospice, um, veterans' homes, um, homeless shelters are really great, and women's and domestic abuse shelters are really super good, too. Yeah, and as we approach the holidays, something to think about if you are sewing pillowcases to donate to charity during the holidays is filling them with things like toiletries before you donate. Um, that really does help a lot of these charities just have that little extra gift to give during the holidays. Yes, we have heard of people doing kind of a dual purpose. So do a toiletry drive and then sew pillowcases. Then you can stuff and give them too. Okay, so we're going to get back to sewing so we can hit that goal. Thanks for joining us, and you're going to have to check the show notes to see more photos from our event. And it looks like in just the time we were talking that we got another 10 pillowcases, yeah, so now we're up to awesome. 630. Woo, okay, we'll fill you guys in later. It was so fun listening to that live segment now that we are... Um, few weeks past our sewathon, and I can now update you with how many we've actually made. So we made 1,392 pillowcases in 10 hours, which is so awesome, and we're really excited about it. So thanks for listening into our live segment. So I am now with Joanna Bergerino, who is the editor of Quilts and More, um, for her segment, Try This at Home. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Lindsay. It's so good to be back, and it's been so wonderful seeing the positive reaction we had to this segment last time, and it's been really fun watching people post online using the hashtag APQTryThisAtHome. Yep. And... 
a lot of people responded to the last challenge, so we're really excited to do this again. Today's challenge is a little different. So our discussion question amongst ourselves under the topic, I never would have thought of that, was um, do you ever find yourself in a bit of a sewing rut? I don't know, Lindsay. I definitely have, yeah. I think um, sometimes it's seasonally. Sometimes it's just I'm stuck on a project I don't like, but sometimes you just need to get creative. And sometimes I find myself making the same handful of product projects over and over again. So we're going to play a little game with you guys. That's mm, going to be excited. the challenge for today. It's the never would have thought of that game. <laughs> and... While we're chatting a little bit about the game, I want you guys to find 10 slips of paper, and you're going to divide them up into two groups of five. And I'll tell you what to write on them in just a couple minutes. Um, but first, Lindsay, what are some of your favorite things to sew to get out of a rut? Um, I'm usually really inspired by fabrics, so a lot of times I just have to sit down and just find a fabric I'm absolutely in love with, and I just feel see where it takes me. So sometimes it's just simple things like coasters or little gift ideas, something mm -hmm. I can just play with and have fun with, and it's not too serious. That's awesome. I find usually when I get stuck, it helps if I look at a need that I have. So like, for example, I have a lot of papers loose in my car, like um, registration and insurance oh, yeah. cards and everything. So I found myself using some scraps just to make a little organizer for them so that they wouldn't be floating around. Mm -hmm. So I find that need sparks my creativity a lot. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, all right, so by now, hopefully, you've found your 10 pieces of paper. I'm going to tell you what to write on each group. So the first group is going to be a type of project. Okay. So you get one type of project on each slip. On um, the first slip, write notebook cover. On the second slip, write pot holder. On the third, write pouch. On the fourth, gift card holder. And on the fifth, Drink cozy. And keep those separate because you want your two piles to not mingle. The next is going to be, next group, the first slip will be batiks. Next, you will have scraps. On the third card, write a color I rarely use. On the fourth, novelty prints. And on the fifth, solids. I know I read through those kind of fast, but I think you, you guys, guys can pause it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got it. So after that, Fold them up so you can't see what's on them. Mix them up. And then I want you to pull one slip from each pile. So, Lindsay, I'm going to have you go first. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what they're for. Uh, we're doing it right now in the studio. We are. I brought cups and everything. So. Okay. I'm picking now. Okay. Say what you got. Okay. I got pot holder out of novelty prints. Okay. Now I need you to put them back, and oh, then yeah. I'm going to pull. Okay. I'm going to shake them up for Joanna. Yeah, she doesn't trust me, so she has to shake them for me. Okay, I'm closing my eyes, even though they're folded. Because I feel like I should. Uh, I also got novelty prints. And I got a pouch. Okay. Okay, now that you've picked your slips, you're going to fill in the sentence. I plan to make a blank in blank. So I, Joanna, plan to make... A pouch in novelty prints. 
I, Lindsay, plan to make a pot holder and novelty prints. We're going to have just lots of novelty prints going on. I know. So Joanna and I will be posting on Instagram using that hashtag, APQ Try This at Home, with uh, our project. And we're hoping to see what you guys come up with, too. Lindsay, do you have any novelty prints in mind? Ooh, Something I inspiring? I usually am not a novelty print person, so this is really going to push oh, me out of my comfort zone. You're going to get out of your rut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I have some with fruit that I might be able to use up. So Fun. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for this channel. You're welcome. I can't wait to see the results. Okay, we will be back after this commercial break. Quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Secure the tool used to change your sewing machine foot to the side of your sewing machine with a hook and loop dot. It's always at hand when you need to make a foot change. We know our listeners love a good deal. We have a special offer just for our podcast listeners. Get 50% off a downloadable pattern of your choice in our online shop. Visit apqshop.com, add a digital pattern to your cart, and enter coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Then get quilting. Visit our show notes for more details. We've been doing the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast since 2011. That's a lot of shows. Search for guests, listen to past episodes, and read quotes from the show on our website. You'll even find a special welcome video from our host, Pat Sloan. Visit us at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I am here with editor Lisa Schumacher, who's the editor of Quilt Sampler, and we are going to do a segment called Reader Tips. And we know that um, it's October, we're starting to think about the holidays, and a lot of you are probably starting to make your holiday quilts right now, and we have some great tips for you today on how you can personalize those for your gifts. Yep, so thank you. And I'm going to refer to the first tip that is printed in the December 2018 issue of American Patchwork and Quilting. And that issue is on sale now. And there's a whole page of gift-related tips, but there's one I wanted to highlight in particular. So, you know, since you're making a quilt and gifting it, it's already a personal item and you have a connection to the person that you're giving it to, probably. But another way to add some personality and to show the person that you really care about them and, you know, think about them is to make a handmade gift tag as kind of maybe a little sneak peek of what they might get when they open the quilt. So this tip in particular is from Courtney, and she's from Illinois. And the gift or the uh, tip is to make a handmade gift tag and kind of as a holiday card. And you can use paper, fabric scraps, maybe even incorporate some fabric scraps that you used in the quilt. But it's a great way to kind of show some personality and then also to use up some of your scraps, which we know readers, makers love to do. So Yeah, and it's also a great idea for if you're using a holiday fabric that has a motif on Mm -hmm. it. You can cut out around those shapes 
and just glue it to, you know, a gift tag or a little piece of cardstock and you know, that takes the work out of figuring out what shape you have to do. You can just cut around the shape and it already looks perfect. Yeah, cute way to fussy cut and to use some metallic fabrics, you know, something that has some sparkle just to jazz it up a little bit. Love it. So um, kind of going off that, I pulled some ideas from our website, allpeoplequilt.com, for some more ideas to use um, embellishments to kind of jazz up your holiday packages. So in addition to fabric scraps, you can also use rickrack, some baker's twine to tie the tag to your package. You could embellish it with embroidery floss and some hand stitching. Also something that's really fun to do are felt pom-poms or little baubles and beads. And then add ribbons, fabric salvages, and you could even stick some fat quarters in there if you're giving your quilt to a quilter, or you can um, wrap the actual quilt in some yardage, which if you want to get rid of some of your bigger pieces of fabric, that's a great way to kind of pass it along to your recipient. I would be really happy to get a gift like that. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And especially like in addition to a quilt, it's a nice little surprise. Absolutely. So um, here's here are some more tips from our website. This is from the Creative Quilt Label slideshow. And The the one tip that really stuck out to me was to use scraps to make a piece border for your label. So you can hand write a label on fabric using a Pigma pen and then attach that. But you can use some scraps to kind of frame it and add some more personality to it. Um, You can also make an extra block if you, you know, did a test block and maybe it's not as great as the ones that you featured on the quilt top or the front. Maybe you can use that as a background and then put a handmade label on the back. I just did that for a quilt I finished this week. I had an extra block I didn't use, and I just wrote my name and date right on it and pieced it into the back. Yep, and I think it's really important to include a label when you give a quilt, um, both for yourself, you know, to take some pride, and um, for the recipient so they they remember who gave them the quilt. It's also nice to put the date on it, the date finished or the date gifted, but I think it really adds a connection um, to you and the recipient. And then another idea from the Creative Quilt Label slideshow is to do an embroidered design for a quilt label. So you can hand embroider the quilt's name if it has a pattern name and maybe where you got the pattern. Um, If it's from one of our magazines, you know, Maybe your recipient wants to go back and make their own version of it, so that'll kind of point them in the right direction. Yeah, Um, and it's a great, like any sort of embroidery or handwork is great to do, especially around the holidays when I like to sit and watch Christmas movies and just kind of do some handwork while I'm doing that. Excellent. (laughs) Yep, and you can have your hot cocoa or tea right next to you and and kind of do some handwork. And plus, it's, um, you know, it's portable, so if you do it on the label... And do some hand stitching. In you can, case you're really last minute on yeah. your gift and you're finishing it on your way to the, the Christmas car. party. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you can hand stitch it, tack it down um, right on the back. So, all right. So we know quilters love to give quilts and projects as gifts. 
but not always for the holidays. So um, I also have some tips from some of our readers that can be used any time of year. I'm excited. Yep. So this quilt, it, or I'm sorry, this tip is from Janadel Wilcox, and she's from Michigan. And she says, I take photos of the quilts I've made and use them to create greeting cards. So this kind of ties back into the um, embellishing with a tag or an ornament. So she says, to do this, print the photo, cut it into a shape such as an ornament, and add a paper border. So she says you can digitally crop the photo into a shape using an editing software and print the photo. So... You can keep that photo in an album. You could gift that photo to the recipient. So there are lots of options, but it's nice to keep track of what quilts you've made and who you've given them to. Yeah, and I love this idea, especially if you're making like a beautiful Christmas quilt, because once you, I mean, you could print them into greeting cards to send out and it just is so festive. You could also, if it's a higher quality photo, print them as little art prints, like little 8x10 um, posters, which would be great to hang in, you know, your bedroom, your guest rooms, your, um, you know, hallways, just as decorations for the holidays. Yep. And kind of as a little aside, I have a photo for my computer screensaver as my favorite quilt um, that I've made. So you can do it to print it out or you can do it to have a digital image of it too. But it just reminds me of a quilt I love and it makes me happy every time I look at my computer. So here's another tip from Diane Johnson of Minnesota. She says, when I give a quilt for a special occasion, such as a wedding, graduation, or baby shower, I like to include a greeting card in which I've jotted a meaningful note or favorite poem. And I think that's really sweet because if you're giving it for, you know, a a wedding to a couple or for a baby, they can keep that note kind of with the quilt or in a special photo box that they can refer to back and forth and just kind of remember that that special time in their life. Yeah, and I think the great part about Diane's tip is that she also puts that same message on the quilt label. So if the, you know, recipient loses the card, you know, if it was for a wedding or baby shower and they have misplaced it, they still have that meaningful message on the quilt. Yep. All right. And one more from Dominique Gallant. She's from Bedford, Nova Scotia. She says, when I make a scrap quilt as a gift, I add a little quiz for the recipient. I might ask, how many fabrics are there? Can you find the only fabric that appears twice? How many blocks are irregular, etc.? I think that's a really fun way to get kids um, involved in looking at fabric and kind of searching for things, kind of like a Where's Waldo or a hidden, hidden message. And it's also a fun way to incorporate fabrics that maybe you wouldn't use. Maybe you'll sneak a little bug fabric in there or, you know, some special meaning that you that you have with a connection to the recipient. Yeah, that's so fun, especially for kids. All right. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, let's do okay. one more. Okay. Here's one more that um, for packaging um, anything. So this quilt, this tip is from Leslie Mosley from Utah. She says, save batting trimmed from a quilt to use as packing material. And so this is another way to use quilting items, but you can use it to ship cookies, um, things that are, aren't are quilt related. So it's another way to kind of use up your scraps. Too. I love that. I usually just throw my little trimmings out, but uh, great to save them for your packaging. Yeah, and a great way to recycle too.
Yes. So you can pick up the December issue of American Patchwork and Quilting to read more great gift-related tips. Um, you can also visit our website, allpeoplequilt.com slash tips, and that will show you a lot of reader-submitted tips that we love. So thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you. And Pat will be back next week with the podcast. Have a great week. Hi, all, and thanks for listening. If you love the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps other quilters find us. Have a creative week. in touch. American Patchwork and Quilting is on Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram at All People Quilt. Email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com. Resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast. And if you love the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps other quilters find us. Have a creative week. Thank you.